This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Let's head out to San Francisco now. Check in with Sue Decker. She's the founder, chief executive officer of Rafter. It works in the higher ed technology space. You'll know Sue's name, I'm sure, from her tenure at Yahoo, as well as a number of other uh, very prominent boards and whatnot that she sits on. She worked on Wall Street back in the day. We're going to talk about all of it, but we got to talk about colleges to start. First of all, Sue, thank you so much for being with Carol and myself. Yes, I can. It's, it's nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, great. Um, great to uh, hear your voice. Uh, so tell us what's going on in the world of, of higher ed. You've got a window like few others because you guys are providing uh, technology to colleges and universities at a time when they are very reliant on technology. No school. Yes, it's, it's in a really challenging time in many ways for many people all over the world right now. And I think universities and students in particular are facing a a reality that no one really anticipated. You have to commend the universities for how quickly they were able to get people and students home and faculty transition to online learning uh, in such a short amount of time. Uh, but I think it's been a lot of triage and, and weekly, daily emergency meetings trying to figure out how to make that work. Uh, most of them are that I speak with are focused first on getting through the spring semester or spring quarter, depending on how they organize themselves. And then the next focus is uh, how they handle the summer and uh, and we'll be finding out in May how many people are enrolling and sending checks in. That's going to be important. And then for the next phase will be during the fall. Do they, do they need a, a plan B that is starting school online again? Um, and many of them are talking about that right now. We're going to continue this conversation. So many industries are being impacted. We just want to mention a headline crossing the Bloomberg Terminal. American Airlines to get $4.1 billion in direct support from the government. It includes, it looks like, um, or maybe in addition, a $1.7 billion loan. This is, again, that accord that we just reported on that the Treasury reached with the airline industry. Shares of American are up about 5.6% here in the after hours. Um, Our conversation with Sue Decker, that's who we're talking with, founder and CEO at Rafter. so, Sue, you know, tell us a little bit about what, what are some of the specific programs that, or, or some of the outreach that you've done with universities as a result or colleges as a result of the virus? What kinds of things are, are going on? Sure. Well, we, we announced in mid-March that we would offer our platform and our, our solutions for free for the rest of this academic year, recognizing that these schools are having to handle things that they've never planned on handling before. And so having, once you move online, it's more difficult to create a sense of community, to have a, a platform where people can find events, can connect with one another, can keep up the groups that they had in physical form on campus in an electronic form. So since that time, um, we've, we've had a lot of incoming. <laughs> we've been hosting a webinar uh, once a week with um, roughly 20 universities on it. Last week we had two different ones. Um, primarily focused on uh, how they're going to handle orientation coming up. Sometimes many of them in the summer are having to figure out an online way to orient parents and students, Uh, and as well for faculty. Faculty has three needs. One, they have to broadcast their lectures, which Zoom and Zoom equivalents can do. Uh, They also have to have a learning management system electronically so students can submit assignments and grades, and there are systems like Canvas and Blackboard that do that. And they also, the third part is what Rafter does, which is a communication um, and an event hub so that one tap access, the students can find their Zoom links to get into their classes or they can find their lecture notes for tomorrow 
and the professor can set up a group or a raft so that they can have easy access to the students for online office hours, things like that. So um, those are the kinds of things we've yeah. been offering to support the community. You know, it's funny, Sue, in part uh, just serendipitously, I was uh, connected earlier today with the, the dean of a, uh, of a journalism school, uh, and I was saying to her, you know, it feels like university higher ed is going to be radically changed by this. And, and her response was interesting. And she said, she said yes and no. She said yes, obviously, based on a lot of the technology that, that you and your folks are, are working on. But she said, on the other side, you know, we also have to appreciate that higher education is about convening students and sort of taking them through in a very personal way a, a really critical stage of their life. And so much of that happens in person and so much of the community has to be or, or at least traditionally has been in person. How do you sort of synthesize and, and rectify all of that as we look at this very uncertain future? Yeah, well, I would just say that makes total sense to me. I think mean, when we when I started Rafter, it was based on the experience I saw my daughter having when she started uh, university. She's now graduated, but um, it was it was because of how I saw the communication happening on campuses that I felt there could be a much more authenticated network. We're like a Slack, but for yeah. universities or next door for universities. It's private. It's curated. Everybody on it is at your school. You can discover things. It, it makes students feel like they belong, and it's a more welcoming experience. So our product was designed as an online adjunct for an offline experience, and yeah. I think the offline experience is fantastic. Um, it's hard to know how long this will go. Some people I talk to think this is accelerating a trend toward online learning, where only 3% of online learning, 3% of curriculum was delivered online in the past, and some people think it'll move much more quickly to that um, than it otherwise would have. But I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball on that front. I, I think our, our products sort of work to support physical communities, um, but I think it becomes even harder to connect and, and stay yeah. feeling like a part of that membership if you're if you're away from your physical community. Our guest right now is Sue Decker, founder and chief executive officer at Rafter, uh, on the phone from San Francisco. And before the break, we were talking, you know, about, you know, what are some of the lasting impact of online learning, you know, once we get on the other side of, of the virus? Sue, I do wonder, you know, we've had some conversations, Jason, myself with guests about how times of crisis lead to a lot of collaboration, coordination between kind of enemies in the corporate world um, and often lead to innovation. And I do wonder when we get on the so other side of this, what do you think will be some of the, the biggest changes or biggest impact as a result of the virus on our world? You know, it's it's so hard to say. I I I think the I'm a believer that the crisis will, in some ways, it, exaggerate trends that were already in place. So, I, at least as far as online learning goes, I think that's been an ongoing trend that more and more universities are offering online courses, both to extend their reach to students that are in a place where they they can't afford to necessarily be on campus and and don't have the um, to pay for the whole infrastructure, but can take classes um, one by one. Um, so I think that that trend has been underway for a while, and I think this probably accelerates it. But I also think it's it's easy to assume that everything's going to change, and I don't think that. I think over time, you know, humans are largely social animals, and once we get uh, the testing in place and the ability to uh, trace people over time, things will slowly come back to a more social-oriented culture. Um, it may take a while, but I think I think. Uh, 
that universities will continue to exist as they are right. and also offer a lot of online opportunities, I think they'll probably have to become a little bit more technology savvy. Most people don't go into administration of universities because they want to be on the forefront of tech. And, um, and I think that many of the systems they have today are antiquated and integrated and they have FERPA rules about student privacy, of GDPR rules. Uh, as well, and so it's just it, it's made change slow on that front. But I, I I do think that the universities may move a little quicker on the technology front going forward. Well, Although and I, I, I was listening to your Zoom your Zoom uh, comments, and it's so funny. <laughs> I think what I hear from from a lot of students is just because we can Zoom doesn't mean we have to. We right. don't have to do a video every single time. It's a cool technology. And although why can't we just chat or something where I don't have to be on my, on this camera the whole time? I'm That's so, so glad you said that. That I is mean, so true. I've had a number of people. I had somebody oh text God. me today and say, like, when are we going to have a, you know, like, when are we going to get together on Zoom? And I was like, Jesus, oh, like or never. I could, <laughs> I could just call you. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy to call you. Like, that sounds great uh, to me right now. So, Sue, so I got to ask you, you know I mean? It's like you started your career on Wall Street. You, you know, had a career at, at Yahoo. You serve on the boards of, of Berkshire Hathaway and, and Costco as well. I mean, as well as a number of other boards, including uh, SurveyMonkey and Vail Resorts. I mean, if there is one person who is sort of seeing the world very holistically uh, right now and seeing all sorts of consumer behavior changing, it's you. What jumps out at you uh, as you sort of go through your day? And I can only imagine the emails and conversations that, that you're having. What's surprising you right now? Well, I, I think it's uh, surprising in some ways that we've all gotten used to this new normal. I think yeah. about three weeks ago, most people I talked to felt like their world was upside down, like there was almost this um, feeling of dizziness from one headline after another being so consequential and changing everything that we know in our world, like sports stopping and schools stopping and people going home. And I think now, you know, I think people are like, yeah, I can do this. I don't really want to do it forever, but I could, you know, I could, I could live like this. And I think as part of that, back to the prior conversation of accelerating changes that were already underway, I think the idea of, um, home delivery of groceries, for example. You know, I'm on the board of Costco, and we have a two-day delivery that we do internally and an instant delivery that Instacart helps with. And, uh, you know, I think all over, people are, I think, will have a little more sensitivity to doing things like shaking hands in the future, and they have a greater demand for things being delivered, um, just a higher level of germophobia for a while. So yeah. I think there are certain trends that may not have been underway for that reason, but I think that they're likely to accelerate, and I think you can see that in the numbers of everything that you, you look at. I mean, I'm on the board of Costco, of course, which has uh, you know, been indispensable for people during this period. And then as well, Vail Resorts, which had to shut, to shut down a month early um, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a business that's already seasonal. So, you know, there's an extreme, you know, different companies are obviously being hit in different ways. But does everybody, does every company now have to have the virus playbook? Like, is this just part of our society now in terms of fighting viruses as a, you know, a, I, I don't know. Is that part of it? I think I think having an online playbook is critical for your employees yeah. um, and also for your customers in certain circumstances where your customers can be online. They can't really do that for Avail Resorts, but certainly for the employees, um, is is there needs to be an online playbook. And I think our government. I mean, this was this is an unprecedented situation, and no one was really ready. Everybody's pointing fingers and looking backward about whether we could have been or should have been. But the, the fact is we weren't. And right. I, I think it's very unlikely in the next 10 years that we won't be very ready with testing and 
the ability to um, handle tracing, contact tracing in a very different way. A friend of mine's from Singapore. She sends me the daily reports, and it's like unbelievable how they run that place. <laughs> yeah. It's just daily reports, emails the entire yeah. city, and know, knowing exactly where each case came from. Yeah. You know, we're we're nowhere near that. So, um, and you know, it has to work within our freedoms and our in our government, which is obviously very different from Singapore. But I think all governments around the world of major um, nations will be much more prepared and take yeah. it seriously. And Bill, Bill Gates, many people had said that this was going to come. Mm. And, uh, and it's nothing like having it happen to, to really change the way preparedness will be looked at going forward. Absolutely. I mean, look what happened on 9-11, all the, all the airport right. security that happens today. Yeah. You know, yeah. That stayed with us. And I think, I think this, is, this virus will have elements that stay with us, too. All right. right. We're going to leave it there. What a treat for us to talk to you. Thank you so much. We'll uh, definitely keep in touch. We'd love to have you back. Sue Decker, founder, chief executive officer of Rafter, uh, joining us on the phone from San Francisco. Man, she's in the middle of a lot.